0: My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes For Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. hi everybody and welcome to today's episode of heroes for her my guest is the amazing the wonderful these so many adjectives there aren't time for stacy thacker we had stacy on the show last year and i love 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 that she is back to share all the updates with us it's so exciting Stacy is a wife and a mom of four girls. She is author of six books. She's also a Bible teacher, and it is her extreme passion to just encourage women and to help them along in their walk with the Lord. You can find her blogging. She has an amazing blog at stacythacker.com and she hangs out a lot on Instagram. You can find her there at, at Stacey Thacker, usually with a cup of coffee in her hand. Stacy, I'm so glad you're back. Thank you so much for being here, girl.
1: Erin, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad we finally worked this out.
0: Me too. Oh my gosh. Like all the scheduling conflicts and everything. It's just, it's exciting when two moms schedules just come together in in a perfect storm. I like how people call it that. I think oh. the angels must just, you know, belt out a little song when that happens, you know, oh, they do. And I love that. I got to intro you with your Instagram handle. So Instagram, and yes, you post about coffee, but I just want to quick point out like for the moms that are listening, Stacy likes to post these adorable pictures of like all of her outfits and I just I want to point you guys to that too because I can't tell you how happy it makes me not just to get encouraging updates from her when I scroll through her feed but to see like the adorable and very simple outfits that she puts together it makes me feel better about not having to feel so dressed up because I know it takes a little bit of effort for you to look that cute so I just I wanted to give you a little plug right there because I'm always encouraged to see those.
1: I'm here for you, Aaron. I am. Oh. I've got your target loft, you know, easy style old Navy you know, we'll cover all the easy places and secretly, <laughs> you know because I podcast from my house so
0: it's it's a miracle that I'm in I'm in a shirt and pants today and my it's, husband it's, likes to wear his jammies all day long too. so it's kind of funny it's, it's fine <laughs> it's a it's a perk. Hey, so last time, and it's so funny because I just feel like I, I know you so personally because we've we've been connected for so many months. But I love that back in April, you and I actually got to meet and hug each other in person. I was in Dallas for a Dare to Dream tour, I think. And you happened to be speaking yeah. at a church there, First euless Church, and I got to come. And it was so awesome. I just wanted to say, like us being connected for, you know, across the miles for such a long time and then getting to meet you in person and to hear you teach God's word um, out of a section of the Bible that I wasn't even familiar with. It was just such a blessing for me. So I
1: just wanted to say that before we even get started. Well, Erin, it meant the world to me that you took time out of your travel schedule to come and support that message and um, be a friendly face in the crowd. So it was was very sweet, too, because our dear friend Winter was there, too. And we got to see her that, that week and you know, little did we know it was going to happen in the days ahead, but it was—it is it will always be a treasured memory of mine as well.
0: Oh, uh, me too. And uh, my Brent is there right now, actually. staying with Jonathan and the girls. He's going to uh. be in in Nashville and Franklin with them till till. Thursday, I think he gets home. But yeah, I, when I think back to that trip and like sitting at the table and hearing from you, and just I got to sit next to Winter. And I just, anytime yeah. I think of you, I just associate it with that sweet time that we were all able to be together. Um, it was God ordained oh, for sure. So good. It's just like united us moving forward, I feel like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, I you know it's been nice to catch up about like some easy stuff I do want to unpack though I know and part of the reason you're back today is to share some updates with people let them know what you have going on but you know I'm going to dive into a couple of the personal things because Brent and I I mean as a family uh, we've been praying for you for the last several months and I know, and you're really open to talk about this, and please share as much or as little as you want to, but I just wanted to make people aware, if they aren't already, that you experienced a pretty serious family emergency, an extreme medical emergency involving your husband. Would you let everybody know just what happened? I know it's kind of a longer story, but just sort of unpack that for everyone.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the short story is that um, he had a sudden cardiac arrest kind of out of nowhere um, in a business meeting. His heart stopped. It wasn't, you know, it was not the typical kind of heart situation. It was all electrical. So it was just like he was fine one minute and then he was not. And so um, out of that whole situation, um, praise God in his amazing, gracious generosity, um, he survived. He was in a coma for about eight days. He was in the hospital for over a month. And so we were really told this happened in February of 2017 and so we were told to really expect a two year um uh, healing Journey, And so we're still inside of that two years. We're not quite there yet. Um, And so we're definitely continuing to see him gain ground. And he's doing amazingly well. And he's back to work and he's all there. Um, But, you know, we're still gaining some ground from that event that involved just about every everything you can imagine from heart to um, he was didn't didn't have a heartbeat for 15 or 20 minutes. And so there's just so many ripple effects. Family walking through that, walking my girls through that was definitely one of the most difficult trials we've ever walked through and it um, it really marked our lives for sure. I want to ask you too about that because a lot
0: of times, and I know in my own house, it feels like this. We always talk about like the mom is the thermostat of the home and we maintain the peace and the vibe and, mm-hmm. you know, just the a- atmosphere inside our own homes. But what what it makes me think of in this particular circumstance is that mom isn't necessarily the thermostat for just the way things are going to go, but you're actually the glue that kind of holds everything together because you've got here, you've got your your partner, your spouse on the other side. There's so much uncertainty I mean, I can't even imagine just those emotions. so how did what was your approach like in coming alongside your girls and and being sort of that glue to go, okay, you know, I've got four different personalities here I've got my husband laying in a hospital bed. what yeah. did that look like just honestly, you know in in the early season, even in
1: the months that followed, how were you that glue because I know you were. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what. So much grace, Aaron. Um Something that my pastor really encouraged me with in the very early days is that when you come to an impossible situation, is that what God does is he inserts crisis grace. And so I can tell you in every moment that I needed what I needed the Lord provided. And so if the glue was there, it was from him through me. <laughs> it was really um, only there because of his grace. And so in the moments that I had to have some very difficult conversations with my girls when they asked things like, is daddy going to live? And I honestly didn't have those answers. The Lord just showed up in, in a way that is significantly only describable as his presence in our family and and drew us together I, I couldn't also have done it without the amazing support of my church community and friends like you online who came and prayed for us and supported us financially and in and, and their presence and their gifts. I mean, just every bit of the body of Christ was just extraordinarily beautiful during that time when really you're just you're just holding on to take the next breath, really. I mean, you just don't even know what's going to happen in the next moment. And so. My answer to that would be definitely um, the grace of God and um, working and drawing us to him and, and just knowing that he would provide what we needed in the moments that were dark and impossible. And he absolutely did.
0: Will you share a little bit about and I don't know why I just feel stirred to to stay on the topic of community for a second, because so often, you know, this this, you know, horrific thing can happen in your case, it's this medical emergency, there are so many uncertainties, you have no idea what's going on. And you're having to walk your children through all of the things you just mentioned how specifically did you lean on your community for support like a lot of times as moms sometimes we're in our own house we feel isolated we don't have yeah. even that one friend to call and say look my life is falling apart will you yeah. just share a couple of like practical ways pe other people were, were able to come alongside you and really provide you support mm-hmm. as the bot like as a unified body of believers which we all are supposed to live and operate as mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah. well i'll tell you what and um, I think as moms, we really want to be the ones to be there and have everything and, and make sure all the eyes are dotted and everything's taken care of. But I, I could not do it. In fact, it, even from day one, um, where Mike was in the hospital was across town. We live in a pretty sprawled out city in Orlando. And my girls were home with their big sister. And so even in that moment, I had to send someone to them. And I just had women who said, I'll go. I'll take care of your kids. I'll tell them what happened. I mean, I was able to tell my oldest, but my littles, I had a friend actually communicate in person with them. And so people just stepped in. And here's what I would want to say is if you have a friend who's in crisis, don't be afraid to step into that story because even if you don't know, oh, what do I say? What do I do? Your presence, the ministry of presence is huge. It's huge. And there were women that that came and sat with me in the hospital and there was pastors who came and prayed and there were people that literally stuck food in my hand (laughs) and made sure I ate, but they did that for my kids too. And I remember one night specifically, it was a really, really hard night and I was super emotional and drained. I had girlfriends who came and watched wonder woman with one of my girls because that's what she always did with her dad on Saturday night. And so I had three friends who tag team while they were also taking care of me who came in and said, oh, I'll watch Wonder Woman with you because she was so worried. Like, who's going to watch Wonder Woman with me? Because for a kid, you know, they don't think down the road, but they're thinking about right now. And so just even just I mean, you would you think that that would be a huge deal? But it absolutely was like it seems so simple, like you don't have to have a Bible verse or you don't have to have a passage of scripture. You just have to have like hands and feet and just step into that story. And so I would say for us, it was just people that just were willing to walk in, in whatever way they could, whether it was prayer, texting, actually at the hospital, took care of my kids, took care of my dog. I mean, people just brought food. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was so beautiful. I mean, I know there's a lot, the body of Christ can be hard. But in that moment, they were exquisitely beautiful to our family. And I will always, always treasure that for sure. See, and I wonder too about
0: so you've got lots of different roles, right? Because you're I mean, you're you're a homeschooling mama, you've got your the professional writing work that you're doing. How did how did sort of all of your responsibilities and roles shift during that early Mm -hmm. part? And then how has God sort of brought you back? Cause I know you're working on some different things now and that like the professional stuff is sort of on its own track and the girls are back (laughs) at school. So will you kind of talk about just the ebb and flow of like the early time to now and what what you have going on in this season. Cause I know it, and, and I know from experience like things can seriously shift and in a hurry. Um, Yes. And we know the Lord is moving in all of that. But I would love for you to walk through like how things have sort of shifted professionally and personally
1: and the homeschooling stuff and all of it. Well, I would say in those first few critical moments, everything stopped like there was nothing other than what was right in front of me. And I um, had just some very sweet friends who said I, I remember saying I can't see through it. I can't see through it. And they very smartly um, said, you're not supposed to. And so the Lord just kind of dropped a veil in front of me. And so all that I had to take care of was myself and my husband and my kids and make sure those things were dealt with. Everything else kind of fell away. And I remember in the early days, people saying, Oh, you're probably writing, you're probably really processing. I was like, Oh, no, <laughs> I'm just breathing. <laughs> so it becomes it was such a, um, a purifying event. And that it really, really makes you realize what's really important is what's happening right here. And then slowly as we began unraveling and we began healing what we would call the slow waking up to our life, our new reality, our new truth that we're living now as a family who survived a life and death situation. Is that slowly I've come back to writing and slowly I've come back to the word, and slowly you know we picked school back up and we've picked up all the other responsibilities as well, I mean, I think just even things places I was serving like i wasn't teaching i wasn't leading worship, there was just things that I just slowly added back in, and you know the Lord will lead you if you are in that situation, what gets dropped and what gets picked up it it just it just happens in a process, and so Um, I did write last summer right after the event uh, because I was under contract and not so much because of that, but because the Lord said, hey, meet me in Ephesians because I have a truth for your heart. And it was part of my healing process. So I did that last summer and and God was so so good, so good. And that was really a part of how the healing part happened for me. But just to encourage, don't believe you have to do it all. all. It'll all factor back in when it needs to.
0: Yeah, it usually does. And I think um it's interesting, too, because there's so much grace in that like we all have this pressure on our like on us as moms to go every every single thing that I want to do and need to do, they have to get done. And if they don't, we just feel like like we messed it up for that day, if yeah. that makes mm-hmm. sense. And God's just, I feel like so, so often, at least for me, God's like waving his hands going, no, no, all of the like 60 percent of the stuff that. You spent yesterday prioritizing and organizing and caring about and making sure all your ducks in a row, all that stuff can get laid down for whatever time frame. And then you can pick Mm -hmm. it back up when it's time. So it's like, I feel like we just put all this undue pressure on ourselves. But like, it's interesting, too. And I would never expect that you would be writing during that time or like... (laughs) You know, thinking, you know, what, what, what could I do creatively to like, you know, create a resource for like other families or yeah. other moms or women yeah. to like, you know, process as you're trying to process it when it's so yeah. fresh. But now that you're kind of months out of it and, and the new season of you're waiting for this two year period to go and kind of reassessing and evaluating how he's doing and things have sort of, I guess they're on their way back to normal. I, I want to ask you about all the other stuff you have going on, not just the personal stuff. So professionally, you, you you wrote a book a while back and it was called is jesus worth it and it's part of sort of an overarching i'll let you explain girlfriend's guide to the bible and everything but the first book was is jesus worth it and there's a second book coming that you've worked on, worked on that you've just mentioned was focused yeah. on ephesian it's called when grace walks in but i want i would love for you to unpack girlfriend's guide to the bible yeah. because i know I mean, in thinking about community and women, and why why it's so important to encourage each other and be together and operate together, uh, learning about scripture and not just doing life together, but actually walking through scripture together. Would you would you talk about I guess how those two books relate to each other and what "Girlfriends' Guide to the Bible." is going to be in the in the weeks and months that are moving forward.
1: Yeah, well, let me just say this is that the most meaningful relationships that I've had have been built on the word of God. And I feel like um anytime I've gathered with women, anytime I've worked through scripture with women, those are the relationships that have stuck the most in my life. Those were the women who showed up for me in the hospital. Those were the women that showed up for my family because they were the ones that were there that we like built relationship that wasn't like, Oh, I like your hair or you're really fun. It was like, we're going to study God's word together. And so girlfriends guide the Bible is just part of my passion for women, not just to know and be encouraged to study the word of God on their own, but to gather in small group community and have conversations that are biblically driven and to have relationship built around the word of God. And so, um, it's just my passion girlfriend. That's just kind of how I am. I how I talk, that's how I teach. Um, I love teaching from scripture, but it's always going to be with a cup of coffee and a, a lot of stories as well um, because that's who I am and so um, the first book was on Hebrews Hebrews is my favorite book of the Bible and it's all about faith and endurance and perseverance when you want to quit it was the book that God used to prepare me for this event that we were just speaking of I was in Hebrews that solid year before um, talk about trials. God has prepared <laughs> me so much, right? And so then, the second book, when grace walks in, is really what happens um, after you 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 realize that Jesus is who you want to follow for a lifetime. What what is grace, and how does it change your life? And Ephesians is really the gospel at work that we dwell in the gospel and that we do the gospel. We walk it out. We walk worthy, and when we walk worthy, we also know that that draws the attention of the enemy. And how do we how do we work those? grace-filled relationships out in our lives, in our families' lives, in our church life? How do we walk with Jesus in a way that's going to glorify him for a lifetime? Those are the first two books. Don't ask me what the third one is because I don't know yet. (laughs) But we 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 have a community that is growing and we're studying the word together online and in churches all over the country. So it's really exciting well i want to camp here for
0: a second because like i i love the the letter that paul wrote to the church in ephesus because it sort of takes it's sort of two halves essentially right you've got the first one is like the story of the gospel and what god actually did to rescue his people and then you move into the second half and it basically explains how the gospel story is supposed to affect our lives And not just affect our own lives, but inform all of the decisions that we make and give us a framework for how we're going to live. So my question is, why did you feel I mean, why did you feel like you wanted to tackle the book of Ephesians? specifically for women and what women yeah. can understand as part yeah. of what paul was writing to go okay this was god's story this is what god did to rescue and then transitioning into like super practical let's talk about culture let's talk about how yeah. we're supposed to live how are we approaching our own decision making not just as moms but as women i'm really interested to, to hear about <laughs> why you wanted to approach that because as i mean even yeah. as i think about the two how I'm, I'm going this is so so important for just everyday living as a christian woman yeah.
1: Well, I think that's part of it. Um, We really felt like the first question was, who is Jesus and why should I care? And so that really, to me, Hebrews is one of the most Christ-filled books in the New Testament, other than the Gospels. And I just love that Hebrews brings in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and faith and everything. So when we were trying to decide where to go next, Ephesians, to me, is what I would call like a positional truth book. Everything you just said, it's all about who we are, Christ in us, and working that out through our lives as women, as his followers, as his children. And when I think about how I want to know, how I want to walk with God and how I want others to know what matters is that, is that it's all sourced in that relationship with him and the gospel and grace and his love for us. It's just like this thread through the, the the book of Ephesians, this letter that Paul wrote to these people that he dearly loved, that he ministered to for three years, that he left, in, he left them in somewhat of a crisis. And then he writes this letter and pours out his heart to say, hey, This is what matters. This is matters. It matters that you have a God and father in heaven who has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ in him. He has prepared these works for you to do that. You should walk in them. He prepared them thousands of years ago that you would walk those those things out in your daily lives, that it really does matter how we live is how we know whose we are and that he loves us and that affects everything that we do. Will you
0: talk a little bit about, okay, so, and and I love that, by the way. I don't mean to just, like, go. I'm like, yes, preach it, girl. Like, this is, like, my heart song. Um, Will you talk about, too, like, I I mean, one of the struggles that we have, obviously, being part of our ministries online, right? Like, what's the online component? And then what is the, like, face-to-face, get-with-your-girlfriends inside a home, like, or inside a coffee shop or wherever these girlfriend groups, community groups take place? Like, can you talk about sort of how those two tracks intersect and why you're, you' you know you can't have one without the other necessarily but to truly do community the way God intended and for us to live out a way where our where our decisions are informed by the gospel and we are coming together to constantly talk and expound upon his word and learn learn that teaching for that day like what's the online component for what needs to happen and then what's the in-person face-to-face like what do you see these community groups being you know girlfriend to girlfriend in the same room together because that part is super important
1: well my passion is uh, these girlfriend groups these small groups that are just like you said meeting in your church and your workplace and your community our church and this past year I think we launched like 24 groups three different languages ages ninth grade up to 80 I mean it's fantastic face to face, in homes, at work, at church, just a lot of different venues that those can happen. Um, That's my passion is small group community. But in the world we live in, I I mean, we recognize, hey, online component is important. I think if we're going to engage this next generation, there has got to be an online component because that's how they communicate. That's how they communicate, that's how my kids communicate, that's how we're communicating right now. So it is absolutely vital, I think, for anything moving forward to have that factored in. So we do have an online community that women can join and what they get from that is that we will walk through all that community and all that, and that content with the hope that you'll take it and then you'll go share it with a group of women. So my passion online in an online scenario, my dream is to lead leaders, lead women who really want to invest in other women or the next generation. And I mean, it, all the women there aren't, are not necessarily leading. And so I don't want to scare anybody away. There's no pressure. But I really, when I lead and I teach and I, I do live videos and I walk, we're like walking through the book of Ephesians right now. I always teach with the idea that you can lead other women and here's how you do it. So it's so easy. It's not harder than, Hey, let's grab coffee. It's just bring your Bible, you know? And so my passion on the online space is to really equip and encourage women to study the word and then help kind of give them that little nudge to do it in their church and in their neighborhood and in their community as well so we're working on lots of things we're working on an app that's not quite ready yet where everything will be accessible on your hand your phone but we right now have an online community that we we work through facebook and emails and all sorts of things and they can log in and get their bible studies and all different kinds of training Is is our vision and interviews and just different things we're launching a podcast so i mean we've got our hands in all the online places as well as a support system for your face-to-face ministry can you talk to me about the podcast?
0: Not just because I love them, but yeah. Can, tell, what is the podcast going to have that I don't is, already know about? I'm so excited. I,
1: I know. That, that was kind of a reveal. I, I don't know that I've ever said that online yet. Yeah, well, it better have it. No, it's called the Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible Podcast. Um, right now, it's going to be um, – Episodal. I don't know if that's the right word, but we probably won't have a weekly show. We're going to um, launch with three um, podcasts on the book of Ephesians. And then we will probably have podcasts that will launch surrounding the studies that we're doing, where we talk through specific passages and themes in scripture. Um, but I love girlfriends. And so I love to invite people like you to come on and talk about how God is leading and encouraging you through the word and how you lead women and specifically how you're ministering to moms and daughters. Like, I can see interview portions, teaching portions, um, uh, it's gonna be endless, but right now it's gonna be just probably uh, episodes, not necessarily weekly, maybe monthly let's let's just go with monthly.
0: Yeah <laughs> set a small reasonable goal at the beginning. We always talk about setting these like you know these huge goals and be you know thinking big and doing something big. You don't have to do something big. I'm a testament to that also like God doesn't need you to be an expert in any one thing truly he just needs you to say yes if he presents you with an opportunity it's a okay yes. I feel called to start a small group okay I'm going to walk women through the book of Ephesians that means I need to be a Bible teacher no i have stacy thacker who is a bible <laughs> teacher who's going you this to, is so easy God. do you have some friends that can like come together and be together and who like to drink coffee and want to yes. chat about things just we're also going to chat about what we can learn about scripture this week i love
1: it. <laughs> it it's not it's it's not any harder than that and honestly with the podcast it's just one more way for us to engage with the content and, and to, i mean you could even gather and listen to the podcast i mean honestly We just want to serve women. And I want women to know that if, and especially for mamas, because I know this is really geared towards moms, lead yourself to Jesus every day and surrender her to the Lord every single day. And as you do those two things, God will work out the rest. He will. And if you, it is so important for women to study the word and meet with each other, because that's how we encourage and that's how we keep in the fight. That's how we keep running. That's how we keep doing this thing as moms, as Christian moms. We need the word of God and we need each other. And if we lose one of those things, we're not going to keep running and keep being the mom that we want to be for our girls. We won't have anything in us to do it. And so that's how we nurture that that grace and that truth and that spirit within us that that Christ really wants to grow and make like him. And that is his grace at work in our life.
0: Oh my gosh. There's so much more to say, yet you said everything. Cause that is wow. what people need to know. <laughs> and it's what I need to be reminded of every day. And I, I think what I'm going to take away most from what, what are, what we've, you know, done today, today, just even in the short time we've been chatting is that you, you lead yourself to Jesus every day. Like a lot of us, we just operate in the first person and it's I, me and we and I, it's just I'm included in that. But when you think about when you step outside yourself for a second and go, OK, if I'm considering myself as another person that's outside this physical body and I need to actively lead that person to Jesus, it's a total mind shift of like, not I have to do it. But like I'm coming alongside this other version, this me. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know in the third person. I love it. It's the, it works. That's a good metaphor. <laughs> um yeah. Oh, we have to wrap up, but we're going to do so. And I don't even think we did this at the end of your last episode, but we, we started ending each show with something called The Scoop and it's three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. I
1: think so. I think so. And no pressure.
0: Okay, Um, obviously question one, heroes for her. We love heroes for girls.
1: When you were a little girl, who was your hero? Who <sighs> was my hero when I was a little? Okay, so um, I think actually we did talk about this in the last episode. Oh. In the last episode, I said my mom. So I won't say that again because- We've already honored and she's amazing. We still know that. Um, but you know, there was a precious family that lived next door to us and they had older girls. And I just want to say that family, let me be part, part of the family. They were just, they just took me in. And so sometimes just like the neighborhood girls, I know when I was little, oh man, I played volleyball cause those girls played volleyball. I was a cheerleader cause they were a cheerleader. I, mean, I <laughs> did everything they did because they were so encouraging. And I mean, The oldest was like in college and the youngest was like a couple years younger, older than me. And so I was the runt baby of the neighborhood and they just let me come on. So I would say that sweet family, it was the Wernky family that I lived next to. I wanted to be just like them when I grew up. So
0: that's so Rooney in our neighborhood too. There's like this gang of middle school girls that rides their bikes everywhere and Rooney's just like, I want to be with those girls so bad. Um, Okay. Second question. What is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way?
1: Hmm piece of advice. Um, I would say, you know, I was thinking of something that, um, a mutual friend of ours said to me, um, Crystal Hurst, who is just probably one of the wisest women that I know. And in the midst of, you know, we were just talking about our, our crisis of this past of February, 2017. And in that middle of that, um, number one, she was available and she just was a place where I could just kind of you know, share my heart in a real way. But she said, in every moment, you just have to tell yourself, I'm doing the best I can. And so many times when I would start to feel that, like we were talking about as moms, we do going, oh, I'm supposed to be, uh, I'm not doing, I'm missing that. This isn't happening. I would hear her tell me, I'm doing the best that I can. And it's enough, right? It it doesn't have to be more than that. Because how can we do more than the best that we can? There's so much striving. There's so much out there that looks like it's a good idea. But if you just show up, lead yourself to Jesus, surrender your daughter, and do the best that you can. I mean, that's all the Lord asks of us. And so that's probably the piece of advice that I've continued to revisit in the past you know, year and a half over and over again. She's a pretty smart lady. <laughs> so smart. Oh,
0: I love that. So good. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it
1: be? Secret superpower. Oh, I I don't even know. That's so hard. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. You okay. Only get one. Think- <laughs> I only get one. Okay, if I could have a superpower, I mean, come on, wouldn't flying be cool? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Because you wouldn't have to like deal with traffic and traffic around here is crazy and it turns me into kind of a not nice person sometimes because <laughs> I just get a little frustrated, you know, less grace yeah. in my car. I don't know why that yeah. is. yeah that's something I need to practically work on. But let's just say flying because then I could just I could get there quicker. i'd I'd be so much more efficient. um, you know. It, it enabled that feeling that I have to do all the things. <laughs> you just have more time to do it because you got there in a hurry. I, would, I would. There'd be more. I love There'd it. There'd be more. <laughs> Stacy. Okay,
0: staceythacker.com, obviously, and on Instagram. But Where's the best place for people to connect with you, find out more about you, and just to stay updated on things like Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible, When Grace Walks In, and everything you have coming up with community groups.
1: Well, I would say those two places as well, but Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible also has an online presence. We're on Instagram at Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible and also on Facebook. Instagram is really our our biggest growing community. So that's a great place to find us and be encouraged just in the truth of the word of the the Lord. And um, it's just a place for us to hang out together and and walk with Christ together. So check us out there.
0: Awesome. Stacey, it's been awesome catching up with you. I just love you so much. Thanks for being here. Thanks,
1: Erin. Thank you.